Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one transcendent page of Talmud every day. I say transcendent because Yevamot, if you have been following along, is not the easiest of tractates. It asks difficult questions, questions about love and marriage and human sexuality. And our page today, Yevamot 80, brings us right into the thicket. Have a listen. It is taught in the Mishnah that a sexually underdeveloped man does not perform chalitza or enter into levert marriage with his yevama. And similarly, a sexually underdeveloped woman does not perform chalitza or enter into levert marriage with her yevama. The Gemara comments that the Tanah teaches the case of a sexually underdeveloped man similarly to that of a sexually underdeveloped woman, from which it can be inferred just as in the case of a sexually underdeveloped woman, her disability is by the hand of heaven. So too, in the case of a sexually underdeveloped man, his disability must be by the hand of heaven. And this unattributed view in the Mishnah is in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who said, with regard to one whose incapacity was brought about by the hands of man, yes, he is considered like any other man and performs chalitza, whereas one who suffers his condition by the hand of heaven does not do so. This notion of having a disability by the hand of heaven, meaning from birth, as opposed to something that happens because of human circumstances, is deeply, deeply rich and complicated. And to help us unpack it, as we say in academia, is our friend, our teacher, Rabbi David Bashevkin. How are you? Liel, what an absolute joy. And, you know, when I read these passages, in page 80, and really underlying the entire tractate, there is a certain pain and a certain difficulty that I wanted to surface because the very notion of Yevamot is really coming about through a couple, through a family where the husband uh, dies without having children. And in these pages, we're compounding the very foundational pain of this tractate with the added pain where either the man or the woman involved in, in later on in that marriage, in the chalitza ceremony or the yibum ceremony, uh, is also infertile and therefore disqualified from yivamos. And what's very sad and what I, what I wanted to kind of just surface is the very real pain, not the descriptions in the Talmud, not this pain that exists in the background that we kind of gloss over when we talk about Yevamos as the foundational pain of which this entire tractate is built upon, but the very real pain of infertility that so many people struggle with that so many people contend with. And the reason why it is something that I wanted to surface is because the Hasidic personality who I have mentioned so many times uh, on this very podcast, uh, Rav Tzadok HaKohen Melublin, the great Hasidic teacher who lived from 1823 to 1900, there are many things that make him unique uh, throughout Jewish history, uh, there is an intellectual pedigree, uh, almost a, a postmodernism in weaving together the full array of Jewish texts and traditional thought uh, into, into really this beautiful tapestry of Hasidic thinking. But there's something very specific that I have always found very deeply moving about him, and that is 
Reb Tzadok was married uh, three times. His first marriage fell apart. His second marriage ended uh, in divorce, and he predeceased uh, his final wife. And Reb Tzadok, throughout his life, uh, never had children. And this is something that weighed on him a great deal. That's not what made him unique. What made him unique, I believe, throughout Jewish history is that he is the only figure throughout Jewish history who wrote an entire tractate dedicated exclusively to the theological pain, the theological difficulty of infertility. And the name of that work is called Pokade Akarim, God Selected, Chose, so to speak, the Infertile. And what Reb Tzadok is really contending with in this work, and really before, before I even say another word, I think that's something very remarkable, that somebody who authored 10 volumes of works, has worked on Jewish law and Jewish theology, really took his own pain and his own personal narrative and was able to transform it uh, into Torah. And that's really what stands at the heart of why I am mentioning it now, because I have no doubt that there are people who are listening who they too are contending with this pain. And just to surface the fact that even though this stands at the very foundation and kind of is the undercurrent of the entire tractate, which is rarely surfaced, the pain that infertility, that being able to have children, starting a family, uh, very often and can cause among people, just to know that, that, that they're not alone in that and that somebody within Jewish history not only struggled with this as well, but dedicated his life to authoring a work dedicated to this very struggle, I think provides a comfort of sorts. I hope, I pray, provides a comfort of sorts. I can't legislate what does and does not provide comfort. But like the great Irvin Yalom, the uh, psychologist once said, even though when you're alone in your own boat, there is a comfort of seeing the lights of the other rowboats bobbing nearby. And to know that such a work exists on a theme that is an undercurrent throughout this tractate is something I did want to mention on this page. And just not even a sophisticated thought, but but a basic thought is that Reb Tzadok emphasizes that the very founding of the Jewish people, the very foundational story of the Jewish people, of all of the matriarchs and patriarchs, is forged on a path of people grappling with infertility. And that this notion of finding hope and finding some glimmer of dignity within these struggles is the very foundational story of the Jewish people itself. And it's that story of finding hope. And Reb Tzadok never did have children, but he found his hope by sharing ideas and providing comfort. It's why his works are called pre-tzadik, the fruits of the righteous, where his very works and ideas served as that continuity of sorts in his own life. And that the very roadway and foundation of the Jewish people themselves is paved through this contention with this very real struggle is something that I thought it was important to mention on this very real, very Talmudic journey through Tractate Yevamot. Rabbi Beshevkin, Nicham Tanu, you have comforted us. Thank you as always for being our guest. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. 
If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.